Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We made this. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a cold-blooded, premeditated murder. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Red and Buried Podcast with me, Sarah. And Frankie. Welcome. Welcome. How are you, Sarah? Uh, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yes, I am good, thank you. You have to do this at the beginning of a podcast or it doesn't count. It's polite, although there is a podcast I absolutely adore and her motto is um, small talk sucks, so let's dive in. Yeah, no, that's a fair point as well, Uh, especially because with this the theme of this episode, I am i was just saying before we started recording, I have a really strong feeling we've got the same book this time. <laughs> I don't know, because I think we've both gone for like big ones. Yes, I have. It's funny you've got that feeling because we genuinely haven't had any discussions about what no. we've picked um, at all. I guess we should remind people of the theme. Yeah, so the theme, and this one was suggested by Shah. Thank you, Shah. Was yes, thank you, Shah. Was books that have been adapted into TV shows or films. I think we said I went with a TV show one. I oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's good. Oh, oh, it's all okay. There you oh, go. Wow, I really thought our, our perfect run was about to be ruined. No, although I stand by. I think it would be interesting if we had both read the same book one month. It it will happen one day, and what a day! Assume. One sweet day. Yeah, well, let's jump in then. Frankie, tell us what you read. Well, I'm so relieved. I'm very happy. Okay, so the book I chose for this one was Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Oh, excellent. I haven't read it, but it's on my TBR. God, this is the thing, because you you said it was like a one that was coming out soon. And I know mm-hmm. that the film is, I mean, the trailer's been released. I think it's coming out in September or October. I should have checked that probably before we started recording. Yeah. But it the trailer's out and it's a very popular book. Mm. It's, you know, Sunday Times bestseller. Or I think it was a New York Times bestseller uh, in the US. So it's a big old book. Uh, so I'll just dive right in, shall I? Yeah please i'll read the the little synopsis on the back as we like to do uh and i won't be doing any offensive uh southern accents or anything so just disappointing i don't want to upset people with how talented i am but i think oh, it's yeah. not fair okay yeah. yeah let's go with that so for years rumors of the marsh girl have haunted barclay cove a quiet town on the north carolina coast so in late 1969 when handsome chase andrews is found dead The locals immediately suspect Kaya Clark, the so-called Marsh Girl. But Kaya is not what they say. Sensitive and intelligent, she has survived for years alone in the marsh that she calls home, finding friends in the gulls and lessons in the sand. Then the time comes when she yearns to be loved, when two young men from town become intrigued by her wild beauty. Kaya opens herself to a new life until the unthinkable happens. Have you seen the trailer for the film, incidentally? I 
think I have when I was at the cinema recently, although I remember nothing about it. So that's well, helpful. That is an impactful trailer. <laughs> yes, really. clearly. <laughs> it, it does look good, I have to say. So it's got uh, Daisy Edgar Jones in it from Normal People. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. That was. Really uh, good. I haven't, no. She's very good. And I think the casting's pretty good based on having now read the book. And. I'm excited to see the film. So let's talk about the book, though, because, you know, books first, always. That's good, though. You can't have hated the book if you're excited to see the film. I didn't hate the book. I did not hate the book at all. I thought it was very good. And interestingly, not to talk about bloody Chris Whitaker yet again, but (laughs) this book often gets mentioned in the same breath as we begin at the end. I guess it's because it's got a, what's the word, a vulnerable young protagonist, female protagonist at the heart of it, Kaya Clark. Mm. Often, I think, gets people think, oh, Kai is a bit like Duchess, and we begin at the end. But I actually don't think they're very similar at all. I mean, oh, they, I guess there are aspects of their personalities, but it's a very different book to We Begin mm-hmm. at the End, and the characters are very different in a lot of ways. So, I'll, obviously, I've read, the, read you the synopsis off the back, but overall, I would say it's not, I mean, it is a crime book in so much as there is a death in the book. And Kaya, as you say, Kaya Clark gets it. People think she's the one that committed the murder of this guy, Chase Andrews. And I would say it, it jumps back and forth time-wise. It starts, it starts at, the, at the beginning of her as a child. It's a very tragic beginning. I'm not spoiling too much by starting from the beginning to say that she lives in the marsh. Obviously, she has a very big family and her father is a bit of an alcoholic, a bit abusive. The mother leaves one day and never comes back, which is obviously very sad. And then her her brothers and sisters all slowly leave. Mm-hmm. She's stuck there with the father for a really long time. And it's it's a bit heartbreaking because they, they get a little close and it's quite sweet and she's quite excited about it. But then it kind of falls back a bit and he leaves as well and never comes back. So she lives on her own in, the, in a house in the marshes from the age of about 10, all on wow. her own. Okay. Yeah, which is obviously very, very sad. Yeah. And there is a they tr- a truant officer comes one day and tries to get her to go to school and she goes for a day, but she is such an outsider and, you know, all the kids look at her like she is some sort of swamp creature a lot of the time. I'm really getting why this is compared or not compared, but brought up a lot yes. alongside We Begin at the End. Very much so, yeah. It sounds it. like the same emotionally breaking book yeah absolutely but whereas i say whereas duchess and we begin at the end is like she will fight back and quite happily tell someone to fuck off and mm. you know defend the honor of her family or whatever kaya's move is to basically retreat to the marshes she never okay. goes back to school after that first day and she basically learns to be self-sufficient and she makes money by uh finding mussels and other seafood and selling it to a local shop owner there are only are a couple of people, although the town is very scared of her, I would say, because they fear the unknown in a lot of ways. There are some people in the town who are really nice to her. And there's a there's a man called Jumpin and his wife who I think take pity on her and they buy a lot of the things that she sells them, even though they don't really want them, just Aww. to make sure that she's got some money for food and is able to look after herself and she learns how to boat. Her father before he left taught her how to fish, which obviously gave her really good start and she's just fascinated by the world around her she can't read or anything because she never went to school but then uh, a guy called Tate who she sees around the town and sees her out on the swamp kind of is fascinated by her because she's this really beautiful 
young girl mm. and so he starts he starts it's quite cute I'm not, I, I don't want to spoil too much because it is a lovely book and I do highly recommend reading it but they leave he starts by leaving her really interesting bird feathers on a tree stump and they exchange feathers for a while you know as one does pure when meeting yeah very yeah and now I think nowadays they do it with dick pics yes but, <laughs> but back in uh back in the 60s when this is set they were doing feathers so very subtle courtship and the, the, anyway then Tate basically gets to know her they start talking he teaches her how to read he is a, a burgeoning by bi- marine biologist he's fascinated with the nature and the sea and he talks to her a lot about shells she's also kind of taught herself art you know naturally talented people those mm. kinds of people like yeah. she's one of those mm. and she's very curious and she learns really quickly and so he teaches her to read and then gives her loads of books and she is obviously naturally very intelligent and artistic and in tune with nature. And she uh, gets involved in, in she, she paints a lot about nature and it goes on from there in terms of how she grows, her, her creative abilities grow with her and she starts illustrating books and things. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to spoil too much, but then she ends up getting entangled with this guy, Chase, who, I mean, not spoiling, because you can kind of tell from the beginning, he's a little bit up himself. He's a bit of a dick. Mm-hmm. And they have a thing he ends up dying later on in the book and all fingers point to her. And yeah. And luck, as I say, a lot of the town instantly very quick to judge her. Like the police very heavily look for ways to make it. So she's definitely the one that committed it. Yeah. But the, the ones that care for her really care for her. So she's not completely alone. And even her brother comes back at one point who, who had left. And it's not all devastation in this book, which is... Sometimes okay. I feel with that's I guess that's one of the big differences we begin at the end, which yes. is a very <laughs> hopeless book in a lot of ways. This one has a little bit more hope in it. Okay. I would say. And in terms of the actual crime, the one thing it does that's quite interesting is that it it's never entirely clear as you're reading the book whether Chase is murdered or if it's just been a very tragic accident, which is one of the reasons why the police push so hard to make it a murder. For some reason am i going to spoil it if i ask if you get a resolution to that you do get a resolution to okay. that yes that's okay. not spoiling it but they yeah because chase is like a young uh, athletic guy you know he's from a good family he's very popular so that's the other thing as well like he when he gets involved with kaya it's very much a secret mm. So I think when people do find out that they're involved instantly, they're like, oh, well, something's gone wrong there because he's, you know, he's one of us. He's one of the good ones. Mm. The, the trial and things, it goes into quite a lot of detail about that, which is very interesting. I wouldn't say it's, it's a very crimey crime book, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, sort of modern literature with a crime twist. Yeah, there's definitely elements of mystery to it, but I would say it's more of a, a coming of age story and... Yeah, there's a lot of romance in it in a very sweet way. And like, as I say, the coming of age thing, watching teenagers grow and develop. And yeah, I, I would say overall, though the crime isn't super heavy, it does kind of keep things moving nicely. The mystery is it keeps you engaged and keeps you interested because each chapter is kind of jumping back and forth interspliced with like her growing versus now when the police are trying to solve this murder Mm. and they find the body and they're going through all that kind of thing so it is i would say i I really enjoyed it overall the characters are great obviously she um is a very interesting complex character naturally very intelligent born into very difficult circumstances and it's very sad 
Yeah. But yeah, not typical. You know, after some of the crime books we've read lately, it was quite nice to go a little bit more literary. I think I enjoyed that. I know you're not as big on the whole literary kind of typical fiction side of things. I'm not, but like I said on our last episode, I really enjoyed reading um, Emma Stainex's yes novel, which obviously is a lot more literary than what I would usually read. So there's a place yes. for it. It turns out you're secretly highbrow this entire time. I think no, I think I just absolutely <laughs> burnt myself out doing literature at uni. <laughs> That's the thing I did yeah, I did literature mm. at uni too. And but I, I still I guess I'm guess I'm a, I'm a bit more pretentious than you are in, in, in many ways. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It had, you know, a lot of heart in it. And I think it's a, a a really lovely read. And I'm very excited to see I'm you know, it's one of those ones where you I'm now really intrigued to see how they've done it for the the screen. So I will definitely yeah. go to the cinema to see it when it comes out. But overall, I would give it a solid four tombstones. Okay, good rating. Yeah, I, I, I know a lot of people have given it fives across the board, not tombstones because we're the only ones that do that, but five stars and things. And it, I can totally understand why people do. But I am, um, yeah, for me, I think maybe because I was coming at it wanting more on the crime side, being a dark, terrible person. I think it's been so hyped up as well that yeah. It, it's That's very hard tough. to live up to that level of expectation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a really good, I can totally get the hype. Very good reason for it. It's beautifully mm. written. The characters are great. It is a, you know, a good mystery. I felt like often is the case I find with books with a mystery in it. The kind of reveal parts were a little rushed mm-hmm. perhaps at the end, but I, no, I enjoyed it overall. I recommend it if anyone fancies you know, escaping to, to the swamps, going out to the marshes in North Carolina for a little break before. And I would recommend as well reading it before seeing the film. Yeah, that's always fun. Definitely. I think doing it that way around if you can. Overall, very oh, good. Excellent. Also, just seen on the cover of it, over 10 million copies sold worldwide. That's pretty impressive. You've got to be doing something mm. right, haven't you, Delia Owens? I'm sure she needs to hear this. Good job, Delia Owens, from me. Yes, well done. You did well. <laughs> I'm sure she's very thrilled with my approval. But now I'm excited to hear what you're now I know it's not the same as my book. I'm very excited to hear what yours is. It's not. Um I was actually just Googling how many copies of my book were sold because I'm interested, but I can't find it. It's a big one, you said. It is. I can't find it. The author, I think, has sold forty seven million copies total. Whoa. But he's written quite a lot of books. He interesting. It's a interesting. He, yes. So <laughs> Uh, moment of truth big reveal <laughs> i read stay close by harlan coben oh good choice for the harlan coben yeah so my first question to you would be have you watched the netflix series i have okay i'll be interested to hear what you think about it um, okay have you no so i guess kind of spoiler alert up ahead i really enjoyed the book i didn't think it was anything special Right. And I then tried to watch the first, well, I did watch the first episode of the show after I finished it and really didn't get into that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because they've changed some bits um, or what, but it didn't do it for me. Um, I don't regret reading the book. But, okay. Mm. I know what you mean with Harlan Coben because I've watched a few, but I think, I don't know if he's exclusive to Netflix or whatever. But it seems got... like he is. I've watched his other, I think he's got two other English speaking ones on Netflix, which I've watched and really enjoyed them. Yes, exactly. I really enjoyed Safe. Yes, that I think that was the first one I watched. Loved it. Really good. And the last, the other one they did, was it The Stranger? Was it called yes. something like that? Yeah. I enjoyed that too. 
Yeah, I do always, and and maybe this is uh, aside from safe because I really liked it. I always find the reveal a little bit disappointing. That was the exact issue I had with this book. The book was yeah. well written; it was really entertaining, but it was slightly anticlimactic, and I couldn't really work out why because it had it ticked all the boxes of what you look for in a crime book. Yeah, it was just something I don't know. I felt like I was expecting a bigger twist, and actually, from my googling afterwards, they sort of bumped up the twist in the tv show oh really and made it a little bit more yes in the book there's only one killer ha huh. yeah so i will as you did i will read the blurb on the back it's very short yeah a suburban wife and mother of two with a dark and dangerous past a promising photographer who now panders to celebrity obsessed rich kids a detective who can't let go of a cold case three ordinary people who discover that when the past refused to stay buried the American dream can become a nightmare. So, I mean, Harlan Coven is one of those big, big crime writers. And actually what I noticed first off, because I've got the physical copy of this, because Shara actually bought it for me for my birthday. Oh, nice. The author quotes, you know, about how mm. amazing he is and how great the book is on this book cover are by Peter James, Lee Child, Gillian Flynn and Dan Brown. All the big guns. Exactly. They've really pulled them out. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it was a good book. I liked the characters. Um, mm-hmm. I think, do you know what? It was literally the ending, I think, that let it down for me. Because the whole time I was like, oh, this is good, this is good, this is good. And I didn't guess the killer until probably about 30 pages before the end. But you know That's how good. normally when I have that, I'll kind of guess what you know who the killer is or what the outcome is. But there'll mm. always be something else as well that I haven't got. And I get that kind of final shock. And I didn't have that with this one. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, and it let me down a little bit. So it's basically, it. the kind of main character is Megan slash Cassie. She goes by two different names, depending on which life she's in, past or, or present. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to work out how much I can really say without giving huge spoilers, but she, uh, this comes in right at the beginning, she, in her past years, worked in Atlantic City as a... I'm not, I don't think it explicitly says she stripped, but I think she yeah. also did sex work on the side. Yep. No judgment. No. Uh, well, no. And interestingly, it talks about how actually she was kind of quite suited for the life and really enjoyed that time in her life. Fair play. Uh, and there's another character who's exactly the same, kind of embraced that life and loved the excitement of it. And it was quite nice to see that portrayed as, yeah. you know, it's not just automatically all awful. That's the thing. Normally in books, when they talk about sex workers, they're always you know, massively abused, traumatized, yeah. trapped. And yeah, there's no... Desperate it's a refresh- to get out. And actually, not all of them were in this. No. And in, in life, surely, like, obviously, there are some in that, sadly, in that situation, but many that are very happy and positive with their lives. Yeah. So good to get that representation like you say yeah definitely um so she's now living I think they call it the soccer mum's dream lifestyle <laughs> that was one of the first big changes actually between the book and the tv show the book is set in America interesting why have they changed that do you think I think they've done that for they certainly did it for one other of Harlan Coben's adaptations I don't think it was both was it they were both set in England in they? the tv show yeah the gated community one as well was it I was so yeah. long since I watched it. Yeah, so it is interesting. I don't know why they do it, to be honest. And I kind of feel it loses a little something when they've mm. done that. Because it, certainly in this book in particular, so much of it kind of... 
you needed the backdrop of like Atlantic City being quite seedy. And I know they have the equivalent in the UK, but I, it just doesn't feel quite the same. Yeah, because I, I remember in the TV show, the the strip club where she worked, you see at one point, and it's kind of in the middle of a rural nowhere. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there are strip clubs in the middle of rural nowhere, but just not not what you're used to seeing for that kind of setting. No. One thing I did love, so I have to say, obviously, because I didn't watch the TV show until Mm -hmm. the first episode of the TV show until after I finished the book. I'm not sure that Megan in the book is black. Okay. I can't remember if it's mentioned or not. Maybe it just didn't explicitly say one way or another. Much like Hermione from Harry Potter. Yes. Um, yeah. Got to get oh, the bringing it back in. to her again. For you know, say. you know yeah. it. Um, so I really liked that they kind of made that change, or um, like I said, maybe it wasn't a change. I don't know. I liked how they, in fact, the casting in the TV show was fantastic. Yes, um, it is good. I don't think there was a single one I had an issue with in that. Although I didn't get as far, I have to say, as seen the episodes with um, like Barbie and Ken and stuff. Yo, they are real creepy. Excellent, exactly as they should be. Um, they were probably my favourite characters. I think they do like a a little dance routine <laughs> in the TV show. Okay, so in the, <laughs> the pause after that, yeah. Um, in the book, they, I think, run some sort of Bible camp. Very okay. American. So they're having quite a lot of conversations about this. I think they do some sort of show of religious music for when the kids arrive or something. So they were talking about the set list for that quite a lot. So yeah, they were fantastic characters. Like I said, the characters in this, I think, were fantastic and are probably what made the book. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I was a little bit thrown. I think it's the first Harlan Coben book I've read. Right. I feel like I've only seen the TV shows, the others. And I think, much like I was saying about um, about your book, I think it was really hyped up in my head. And yeah. I got a good solid crime read, but I was expecting like one of the best crime novels I've ever read. And I didn't get that. That's always a bit of a tough, as you say, when the hype is there, you go in expecting big things. Yeah. And even watching the show, like, because obviously I watched the trailer before I watched the show and I was thinking, oh God, because as we say stay really good mm. they you know and in the show there are lots of twists and turns you know it is like an enjoyable watch mm. but it's not the most compelling of that kind of ilk i would say yeah i think i would have enjoyed the show a lot more had i watched it before i read the book i think the book ruined it for me slightly because uh-huh. the yeah you know when you're watching something you're like oh you've changed that you check really randomly megan in the book only has two kids and oh, I okay. just don't understand why she had three in the TV show. Like, I don't get the change. Um, so it's little bits like that that irritate me quite a lot, I have to say. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I wonder why why they decided to do that. Maybe they just really liked one of the kids and wanted them in the show. Possibly. Yeah, it was the middle kid isn't in the book. Ah. Like the younger girl. So who knows? Um, I mean, I really recommend reading the book. I don't know if I can recommend the TV show because I haven't watched the whole thing. I'm surprised you're saying you recommend the book. Well, it was a really good read. It was just that last bit where I was like, I just wanted more. Mm. You know, when you close a book and you're a bit like, oh. Yeah. It's that it. And you're kind of, you're expecting there to be some massive twist on the last page. Now, sometimes like there'll be an Mm. extra killer reveal or something right in the last paragraph. And there wasn't that. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's, you kind of think that can't be it, surely, after all these pages. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. 
And I think because you get so invested in, in the characters and in what's going on that, I don't know, I've said this before, I'm one of these people who really likes everything to be tied up neatly in a big bow. Yes, you do. But I want a big bow, not just a little neat knot. That was like the worst and metaphor I've ever made. <laughs> such a weird... I can tell you're some sort of sailor with that knowledge, <laughs> my goodness. You know it. So, yeah, I think I would give this a solid three tombstones. I don't regret okay. reading it. I would recommend other people read it. It was a good, decent read. I certainly won't read it again. Yeah, no, understandable. And I, I have to say, having seen the TV show and not read the book, I enjoyed it for what it was. As I say, not my favourite of this, the adaptations they've done of his stuff. Mm. The casting, as you say, is very good. You know, it's mm. got some great British actors in there. Like yeah. uh, James Nesbitt, obviously, is, you know, always pretty good and everything. And a personal horny perspective, Richard Armitage. Yes. Is always a, a good shout in anything because he's he's very handsome i feel like he's been in another one of harlan Coben's adaptations wasn't he yeah he has he must be the the, the go-to for his adaptations fair so yeah absolutely i put him in everything i cast him <laughs> in everything if, if i had the power playing every a... character <laughs> yeah like that new film men that's just come out where um rory kinnear plays all the character every single man in it just do that with uh, richard armitage not seen that but yep that could yeah, work. Yeah, well, it's it's not out yet, Sarah, but it's a horror, so I don't know if you'll be keen. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so, okay, that's not too bad. That's an interesting... I, I, I thought maybe, start, seeing as how you started your review, I thought you were going to say, nah, don't bother. No, I would recommend reading it. Um, I would like to read another of his books now. I'm going to pick one that I haven't seen the TV adaptation of, though. You should try and figure out, find out which one they're doing next and get there yes. first. Yes, definitely. Interestingly, when I was looking up how many um, adaptations they've made of his books, I think there's seven or eight, but there's only three that are English language. Oh, okay. So I might try watching one of the non-English language ones as well. That's a good idea. Check that out. I think they're all on Netflix. I have to have a look. Nice. Really nice. Okay, cool. So, Sarah, what are we going to talk about next month? Well, Frankie... (laughs) <laughs> next month our theme is going to be first in a series Ooh! now i think this is an interesting one because often if you just spend your time browsing amazon and other book outlets like i do you'll often see a title of a book and it will jump out of you and you'll go oh what's this and you look into it and there's like the fourth in the bci yes. jones series and you're like so oh. annoying yeah, because I feel like I have to start at the beginning. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. and the earlier ones don't necessarily grab me in the way that the one that I've seen has. So, so we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. Excellent, can't wait. <laughs> Perfect start. But everyone's very excited to hear that. When it comes. <laughs> um, but if anyone's got any recommendations for series that we should look into, please do send them our way. Um, you can email us at redandburiedpodcast at gmail dot com, or you can send us a message on all of the social medias. And Frankie will get it. Yes. I was, you know what? Before we started recording, I was like, don't slam on Sarah for not being on the social. <laughs> like you do it every episode. And every time I edit the episode, I'm like, oh, I'm such a dick. Why do I keep bringing it up? It's true. But you've done it. Yeah. But you've done it. So I'm, my conscience is clear. And, you know, Sarah, you're a busy, important woman. And <laughs> I'm just grateful for any of your time. The irony. Um... <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are. No, look, those bottles of wine aren't going to drink themselves, okay? No, exactly. It's a tough life, what can I say? <laughs> Very proud of you. 
I was also going to say we we have another author interview coming next month. Very exciting. Very excited about. So watch this space again. I I don't know why we keep it a surprise, but we do. It's fun. Why not? I am excited for this because actually one of this author's books has been on my TBR for quite a long time. And actually, I was saying to Frank the other day, when I went to buy the book for my Kindle mm. on Amazon, it came up saying that I'd already bought it like three months ago. So. so just a good reminder to get on with reading it. Yeah. Um, And I've read a lot of, I've read a couple of their books before and yeah, they're great. So I'm really excited to talk to, look at me using no pronouns to give any clues. So impressed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to speaking to them very soon. And I think it's going to be really fun because I met them in real life and they were lovely. So lovely. So yeah, we've been very lucky. And everyone's been so lovely about our Emma Stonex interview. So thank you for everyone that listens to that. She's just a delight. Endless delight. And possibly one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Oh my God, her bone structure. Like I know it's not about looks, whatever, but (laughs) she's very beautiful. So yeah. Well done, Emma Stonex, all round. Yes, good work. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Aesthetically, as a person. Nailed a it. Just make the rest of us all feel inadequate. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. Well, on that slightly depressing note. Slightly weird note. <laughs> I always, well, that's just I how I do things. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will be back soon. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the weirder endings we've done. Bye. <laughs> Bye elsewhere on We Made This. Shipwrecked and Comatose, a Red Dwarf podcast. This was one you requested, Matt. Was there any particular reason? Part of it is because it meant that I got to get onto Out of Time. <laughs> oh, okay, so that was the reason. <laughs> yeah, now, uh, so yeah, ask me that question again when we do episode two of season ten. I think I know what you're talking about on the, on that particular um, episode that you might want to be on. Uh, episode one, yeah. <laughs> yes. But also, I think I'm quite a big Rimmer fan, and I always find Rimmer-centric episodes interesting, dependent on their quality, and... This and the next episode, and I don't really want to go into something that is more relevant for next episode. Free with this month's issue. Talking about double bass, do you ever play double bass? No, I have touched a double bass, but I've never actually played it. <laughs> I, I'll stick with I'll stick with a five string Warwick, and I'll be all right. <laughs> I, the only time I've ever played one was uh, the short period I was at, at university. They've got one in the music room there, and I used to play it on its side like a normal bass. Although I'm nowhere near <laughs> as big as Pete Steele from Typo Negative, so it was even more ridiculous when I did it than, than when he does it. Yeah, I, I, I like, you know, A New Hope. I like uh, um, Strikes Back. I like The Last Jedi. I think Revenge of the Sith is pretty good. But, like, Rise of Skywalker can just... Rise of Sky- Skywalker is terrible. <laughs> yeah, you, terrible. Know, you know what I mean? On, on our podcast, we're big fans of The Last Jedi, and we do not like Rise of Skywalker at all. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll fit right in then. Maybe you'll fit right in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I can offer maybe a controversial take. Like, for example, I think The Return of the Jedi is not good. Get out. Get out. <laughs> get hey, out. man, this is my podcast. You get out. <laughs> Check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This Podcast Network. <laughs>